New on Curiosity Stream. From time to time, we have collisions between asteroids and the Earth. We track them. We study them. We hope the big one never comes. Don't look up. It's Asteroid Rush. And alligators. They rarely get sick. They even outlasted the dinosaurs. Could they hold the secret to human longevity? Their blood could have antibacterial applications. Wade into the investigation on immortal alligators. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand-new 303 graphene detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Bradford Show. That's my open? That's what they used to call me, Swivel Hit Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion. Bradford Show. That's delicious. Just two guys sitting around talking. That's Gary's right. Just right. a couple of just a couple of good eggs. Rob, Rob it's and a Gary. Gary and Rob. Rob, it's a pay- Well, you know, when you have kids and you have college tuition, which you know all about, I mean, mm. that's that that drives you, Rob. I, well, we should identify who's talking here. It's, oh, it's, d- really, Rob? Is that necessary? It re- no, it's, it's <laughs> you know what the, you know the, you know the title of this this podcast, the Brad Foe Show. Well, yes, Brad Foe Show episode. I think one forty. Ooh, well, colon, we're keeping track. Colon, colon, Gary Tangway breaks a silence. Oh, so that's how you hooked me in. Breaks no. my silence from what? I don't know. It just that sounds good. I mean, you know as well as I do. Monday through Friday, I've been it, on television. I, well, I mean, it's, it, you, you say. So, oh, right. <laughs> you have to watch it to know, I guess. A totally different, totally different audience, but you know how it is. It's all about the headline. It doesn't have to be true, but you're breaking your silence. <laughs> you got that right, you're, brother. You're breaking your silence in terms of the, uh, the podcast. Have you ever even been on this podcast? Uh, yes, I have. When? Last year at the uh, Baseball Tavern. Oh, but that never ran because I had a heart attack. Huh? Yeah. That was the J.D. Martini uh, party. And this, first of all, let's reset here. You had a heart attack? Gary Tangway, Rob Bradford, Gary Tangway of NBC Sports Boston, formerly uh, a contributor to WEI, has not been on any WEI airwaves since when? Uh, I think... Yes, since I just walked out in the middle of the show. Well, no, I didn't walk out in the middle no, of the no, show. Wait, it was, this was at the end of the show where I just said, uh, I, you know, I've just had enough. And then Joey, you know, followed me downstairs and I talked to him in the hallway. I could make up a story like, you know, I turned around and I told him to take this job. And no, but like I just said, Joey, I just I can't do it. You know, the way things are going, it just. What, I, but when was that? I don't remember, Rob. I have no idea. I mean, Two it was years, a years ago? I, maybe. I don't know. Okay. But, I mean, everybody knows what happened with the morning show and how at some points it was just fantastic, but I just couldn't keep doing it. You just walked out. I just said I can't. And enough you never enough. Looked, you never looked back. Never looked back. Not like, ne- not, if like Clint Eastwood saying to, uh, what's her name, um, Renee Russo, if she looks back, that means she likes me in, in, in Line of Fire. Oh, in Line of Fire. Yeah. yeah no. No. You never, never looked back. back. I don't miss doing the radio. I don't miss it at all. I just, I'm very You're content. more of a podcast guy. Just two guys sitting around just talking. Just two guys, just two regular guys hanging out. So you said you've been on this podcast before. In, it was semi-accurate. So you, we had the J.D. Martini party at Baseball Tavern, which was the bo- most bizarre dynamic of all time because we had probably, what, 12 media members there who were all contributing to the podcast. And you literally had one person in the bar. 
We had one oh, person. Oh, yes, we had one person We had bar. one person we in the, at the entire bar. Hey, can I say something? Yeah. In that group, I don't think there was one jerk. No, we had a great time. That's I mean, why I didn't you, care. Your friends, I just want to tell you about Rob Bradford, people. Yes. Rob Bradford is the nicest person in media. I just want people to know that Rob Bradford, I'm, I'm, I'm being serious this holiday season. Rob Bradford is pure. Like all of your friends. Oh, that's my daughter. All right. She want to be on the podcast? No, she doesn't. All right. Okay. No. I'll continue. Don't let your daughter but, interrupt us. Well, she's, believe me, she's taken care of. She's fine. All right. Um, but all the guys were there. You just all the people that hang around you are just the nicest people in the world. They're just great people. Well, I I will say this about that night. It was it was you normally you know because we did this thing. You know you're trying to think of different things, and it was JD Martinez was supposed to sign with the Red Sox. He didn't sign. There was nothing going on. So like this to do this welcome to, fake welcome to Boston JD Martinez party. Um, with J.D. Martinez. And so Jimmy Rooney of the Baseball Tavern, great man. guy. Great guy. And he was like, yeah, I'll set you up and everything else. And Doug Lane came out with the equipment, and we did it. And, and like I said, like so many, so many people from the media, like 12 people showed up, and we're eating and we're drinking. And there's literally one person in the bar. It was a rainy Thursday right. night. And a lot of times people are like, oh, you'd be like, oh, man, you know, where is everybody? This sucks. I didn't feel that way at all because at you all. know what it was? It was just us. It was like, like you said, it was good people. Like Ian, Tomasi. Oh, uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. Jen. Ke- I mean, Kero- just, Ke- kerosene Ken Laird. I mean, it's. Uh, just, good pe- just good people. Man. It was. Uh, kerosene but, Ken Laird. But the reason, the reason why it didn't run. So we did that, that podcast and we had, probably, like I said, like 12 people in different, diff- different. It was long. Yeah. And I don't feel too bad because I had a heart attack later. I didn't really have a heart attack. I had a heart attack. You never issue. told me about this. Yeah. I had a, I, so I wait probably a minute. did. You probably di- didn't remember. Or, you never told me you had a heart issue. I, I did have a heart issue, yeah. It was right before I did the Awaken 180 thing. and You never told me this. Did you make this public? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Did you like put it on a T-shirt? Generally, everything you do, you Kinda. put on a T-shirt. Okay. If I was really thinking, I would have done the podcast from the hospital bed. I was in the hospital for two two days. So was it a heart attack or it wasn't a heart no, attack? No, it wasn't. It was, was uh, it? myo something. I had pneumonia. I ended up having pneumonia. Right. And so I thought I was at the tail end of it. And then, then you start having sort of your chest pains. And you say, if you have chest pains, I had thought I had the flu. If you have chest pains, go get it checked out. And um, so I did, and they said, you have, I have myo something. And, uh, Cardiomyopathy? Yeah, I don't know. Sure, I don't know what's wrong with that. But, uh, <laughs> but, but they wouldn't let me out. for All I know is that they wouldn't let me out for two days, and I've had to have the checkup every whatever. And um, so ironically, Gary, I was yes. supposed to have an appointment that day at Awaken 180. And so the picture I used, my fat picture, was me walking out of the hospital room. What's wrong with you? What's going on? I'm, I can, uh, I can like, do two things okay, at once. Okay. It was me walking out of the hospital room, and then I, I started Awaken 180 the next week, and uh, yeah, I haven't had a problem since. So well, anyway, that's, so, why the, that's why the Gary Tangway podcast never ran. Uh, Awaken 180 saved your life. I like uh, sure yes absolutely. Why not? Sure. How about the client? I went to I went to uh, I went to the Red Sox winter weekend two days after getting out of the hospital. Everyone was like, "What are you doing here?" I'm like, "Well, I'm that's s- what you do, man." I'm sick sick of sitting around the hospital. Yeah, well, that's what Rob Bradford does. That's where does. I bet Rick Porcello I would win five hundred bucks. I would win five hundred bucks if I lost fifty pounds, and I did. And you did because that's I'm and then driven, you spent I'm the five hundred bucks on what cheeseburgers? No, oh. I, I'm like Robin Hood. I gave it back to the the fine journalists. You take from the rich and you give to the poor. Oh, that, well, that was your first mistake. I would have kept it. No. My, then you would have terrible journalistic ethics. What, you, the five, you gave 500 bucks to all your journalist friends? Yeah, I said, let's all go out. Because I'm, because he was, it's on me, baby. Yeah, that's right. Listen, it was, it was, it was very nice. It was, I need that motivation. I don't know about you. You look great, by the way. Fantastic. Thank you. It's like you've been lifting. I've never I seen have you. Been lifting. Never I've been... seen you wear a tighter shirt in my life. That's right. Oh, yeah, man. I'm... Is this, what is going on? When you put well, that shirt on. Yeah, have you been lifting? Yes. 
Okay, this is why you're wearing this tight CrossFit, shirt. CrossFit. Right that's now. why why I'm wearing this tight shirt. So you feel good about yourself. I feel great wanna, about you myself. You want to show off a little bit. Orange Theory, three times a week. Is that what you do? It's fantastic. Right. Okay, I, kicks my ass. Really? I'm in there in Orange Theory, and I got women, you know, all around me that are just destroying me. I mean, they're faster, they're stronger, but I huff and I puff, and I'm just so awkward. You know, <laughs> when it comes to, I'm, I'm shocked. By I was that. just so awkward. Like I, I do not. My hips are not flexible. Okay, which I know that's a drop for somebody. But, I mean, it's just my back and my hips, they're just not flexible. So, like, they always come up and they tell me, Gary, straighten out your back. I'm like, I would love to straighten out my back, but I'm 100 years old and I can't. <laughs> so, while you have me doing, you know, when you have me doing these frogger squats, I'm not going to be able to straighten out my back. And, like, you know, they'll have you, like, lift dumbbells, but then you have to, like, jump on one leg while you're doing it, then do a one-handed cartwheel. I just, I'm not good at that. I'm really have awkward at yoga? that stuff. I've done yoga. Yoga's great. I do. I have a. Um, I do yoga by Adrian. You do. You, and, it's just on YouTube. Well, I mean, who, who didn't know that? No, I mean, yoga by Adrian. She's you, got a. Are you? Are, are you doing like eighty percent child's pose? Oh, which yeah, basically, I, basically, you're yeah, crum- I know what that is. I can't. Just, I can't. I can't. No, that's. Do it. No, what are you talking about? That? It's just crumpled to the ground. That's, yeah, that's yeah. what you do when you can't do anything else. Yeah, but I. I can't even crumple because my back's not flexible enough. All right. Well, you have bad hips. That's, that's, that's the takeaway. Stiff there. hips. Stiff, stiff hips. Tangway. Stiff hip tangway. There you go. Um, so it's good to see you, Gary. And, yes, Rob. Good and, to see you, too. <laughs> after we, we've, Where did that come well, from? We've, we've, well, we figured out when the last time you were on the podcast. We got through that. We got through yeah. my heart And issues. I missed your, your event. Yeah, Laura, yeah, Pod's Giving. Yes, Pod's Giving. <laughs> We're names. full of ideas. Oh, yes. was, it was a good given. time at Lord oh, Hobo. My God. It was good. Yeah, it was a good time at Lord Hobo. Next time we're going to have another event coming up. I want to thank the fine people at Lord Hobo for being our sponsor for hosting the Pods Giving. Having another event coming up. Hopefully, Gary swings on by. He's just a stone throw away from from where he works. So uh, hopefully, you do that. But I am very I great. I, I, speaking of being thankful. At the time of Pod's giving, you were you were actually supposed to be honored at the event, which is sort yeah, of which I don't know about that. You didn't tell me that. Well, you didn't I tell t- me I was I, being honored. I tweeted it. Well, I you said, didn't tell me. Well, it was. I, mean, I wanted a car service. I wanted to the whole. <laughs> I mean, if I'm being honored, is this? You got to set a car service. Oh, at I didn't least. know. I didn't realize that that was the that one. I mean, the, the honoree, other. you generally have a car Always service. Always a car service? I mean, anyway. Things yeah. I have no, I had no idea. Well, so, so you have to go to the next level. <laughs> so, I, I totally forgot. Something came up. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. So, it seems so, like you guys did well without me. The whole idea was Pod's giving. I'm thankful not only for podcasts, but I'm thankful for people. And I wanted to, of the, all the people this year who I'm thankful that came out on the other side of a hard time, it's you, Gary Tangway. Well, I appreciate that, Rob, and it's very nice of you to say. Yes. But, yes, I'm a very lucky man. Yes. Dana you, Farber does wonderful things. Did you ever things. think that you were going to die? No. Ever? I did not because non-Hodgkin's lymphoma is curable. Yes. And even when I was diagnosed and I was in the emergency room with Randy, my wife, on a Saturday night at 10 o'clock at night, and the emergency room doctor came in and he pulled up his chair, and he, I said, oh, this isn't good if an emergency doc is pulling up his chair. And he said, you know, we see lymphoma in your, you know, in your chest. And then he said, well, I'm just an emergency room doc. You know, it wasn't the greatest vote of confidence. That's like that commercial. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it goes in, yeah. Like, oh, you, do you Guess feel good about this? Guess who just really? <laughs> you nervous? <laughs> yeah, me too. I see you in there. Because uh, my oncologist loved that commercial. Yeah. Uh, loves that commercial. So, um, but even then, I felt like, okay, look, we're going to get through this. And then I, you know, just by being educated on what non-Hodgkin's lymphoma is at Dana-Farber and Brigham and Women's, uh, you know, Eric Jacobson and, you know, Barbara, his assistant, and, uh, you know, the great people at Brigham and Women's, you know, as well, you just have to, you know, they were like, we... They said it without saying it because as a doctor, you can't say that you're going to be cured. But they were kind of like, you know, we have a good handle on this. One. Yeah. You know, one, one doctor said you got the good cancer. You know, so I kind of. Yeah, well, non-Hodgkin's is. I mean, it's very curable. Yeah. I mean, it's they because. Did of the you re- know or are you familiar with with the term? I was because, you know, I thought of Karen Garigi in a media. Yeah. And I talked to Karen a number of times at the Boston Herald. 
you know. And, and when, by the way, when is this? When was this? This was last. You don't remember well, the last the time Super Bowl. You, you don't remember the last time you were on EI, but I would imagine you remember the date. Yeah, of this. sure. I actually don't remember the date. Like I don't remember the date of like. But you death. were you were. I was at the Super Bowl when I first had symptoms, and I thought I had the flu. The Super Bowl in Atlanta. In Atlanta, in Atlanta. really? In Atlanta. Oh, because okay. I thought I had the flu. I thought I had an ulcer. I wasn't feeling great. But as it turned out, the lymph nodes in my body were pushing on my stomach, pushing on my aorta, pushing on my spleen. So. Uh, what happened was, and I was doing a lot of CrossFit, there was a blue vein that popped up in my chest, and I thought, oh, my God, man, I popped a vein. I'm like a house. <laughs> and my doctor said, uh, you know, he was like, um, yeah, yeah, no, that's basically because of, the, because of your inflamed lymph nodes. That's redirecting the blood up around your chest so it gets to the heart. Oh. Which what, what, was amazing, yeah, you know. Um, I mean, just to go from to go from thinking you reach full muscle capacity. I, to, I totally did. To cancer, yeah, 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 yeah. My buddy Dan at Brigham and Women's, who's a great guy, he did the biopsy and stuff. And um, uh, so, anyways, I, you know, I, I never, I never doubted that I would be okay. You, you came, never from, doubted. So I went to dinner with you at the Super Bowl. I did. Yeah, we did go to the... Yeah, 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 yeah we just did. You and I, very intimate dinner, yes. And yeah, well, let's not go crazy, dude. Well, yeah, it was just the two of us. Yeah, it's a nice well, place I picked I mean, out. It was two of us, so it was an intimate and dinner. And NBC Sports, we rolled a little higher than Intercom. Uh, did you pay? Yes. You did? Yes. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. But I remember going to dinner with you, so now looking back at that, you were right in the middle on the, on the precipice of... Um, a life-altering um well yeah i mean thing. who knew i well you what, seemed fine when i went to dinner with you yeah i mean i was fine but you know looking back on it you know i had a couple of nights where i woke up and my when i my 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 stomach i felt something going on in my stomach i thought i was going to throw up and i didn't throw up and i got the night sweats and then when i i got back i said i'm going to call my doctor because i thought i had an ulcer because i just my dad had you, ulcers, and I have no idea if they're hereditary. You don't think of cancer, mm. you know, because it was my stomach. Like, my stomach just felt like crap. So, um, and it was after I would eat things. So, I, and then that Saturday night, so was it, I don't know, was that, I, I don't remember the did date. Did you Mid-February? Did you stay for the Super Bowl? I did, well, no, I didn't. I flew back on that Friday, okay. which was awesome, because there was nobody going that way. Everybody was coming yeah, the other way. Yeah, of course. Why stay um, for the game? But, yeah, no, I'd go home and watch it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you, you, you stay there for like and a then week. That week you get diagnosed, and then well, no, I think it was probably a couple of weeks later because I had made an appointment and I was fine. I mean, I was fine. The symptoms weren't that prevalent, but anyways, I passed out in my bathroom at home, and when I and my wife called the you know the the ambulance, and you know I got the whole fire department there, and five firemen are in my bathroom, and I'm like embarrassed, and you know, and I I came to. And I said, I'm fine, I'm fine, it's just an ulcer, you know, it's just something's, you know, not right. And they well, we're taking you to the hospital. And then um, they did an ultrasound, uh, not an ultrasound, they did a CAT scan, and then they said, here's the deal. And that Monday I was in Dana-Farber with Dr. Eric Jacobson. And What's that and feeling like when you, when you get to that point, when you get diagnosed? See, I just, I was all in on task. I was like, this is what we have to do. You know, the one thing that I will say is I said to myself, I have enough, you know, because in life we always want more. I mean, I want to sell a screenplay. I would like to be in more movies. I would like to do other things than what I'm doing now. By the way, we should note. This Knives is, out. Well, the, the, the real reason you think you're doing this out of the kindness of your heart because that you miss pods giving. The fact of the matter is I had to go through like three levels of PR people for Knives Out. as a. Pro- this is part of oh, the sure. promotional yeah. oh, tour. It's a promotional tour. Yeah, this yeah is, me, Chris this, Evans, this, this Daniel is like Craig. Not, this is like Notting Hill, I had to say. Yes. I'm from uh, Fox and Hound <laughs> or, or, or Horse from and Fox Hound. From Horse and Hound. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, so no, so, so – but – um. I, you know, that's the one thing is, and I still want to do those things, and I still, I love my job, but I want to do other things. I've always loved writing screenplays. It's very therapeutic for me. Um, and, but, you know, when you're, in, you, you know, you look around the room and you're like, you know, you, you, I mean, you look at this as cliche, but it's true. You look at your family mm-hmm. and you just say, you know, I'm still, you know, if it doesn't happen, I have enough. You know, that's kind of what I came out of it. But... Um, I, f- 
I just never felt like I was going to die. I just never, I always felt like they were going to get this. And maybe that was just my own defense mechanism. Mm. Um, I mean, for a while, I didn't even want to say it. I mean, I would just say. Well, that's my question. So when did you make the, I remember when you put out the tweet, I think it was, when did you say, okay, now it's time to make this public? Well, I had, I think my first chemo was like the first week of March because one of the things that told me I wasn't in grave danger is when I, when I met with the doctors at Dana-Farber and at the Brigham's, you know, they did two biopsies to make sure that they got the diagnosis right. So, um, you know, Dan Wiener did the biopsy. He's a thoracic surgeon at, at Brigham and Women's, and he, you know, took care of that. Then they, wanted, they did a second one just to make sure they had everything. And then... Uh, you know, Eric Jacobson was like, yeah, you know, we can start in two or three weeks. You know, it's mm-hmm. you don't have to. So it wasn't like you're in tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So that kind of told me I was in good shape because I'm a little I'm a little hesitant to talk about this a lot because there are people that have so gone you, through much. You, you've broken your silence. Today. Well, it's because of you. I, I mean, know. really, <clears throat> I, mean, I wouldn't do, you know, like like I've had. I mean, you know, I've had other offers and publications and stuff to talk in detail about it. And there are people that have gone through much more difficult times than I did. I mean, mm. I, 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 like somebody said to me, like, oh, it's, you're very courageous. Like, I'm not really courageous. It's like I don't have a choice. No, but you. So, but, there, but there are people. But I mean, Rob, there are people that get diagnosed with cancer, you know, that don't have a chance. But I think, Gary, you know, if, I got lucky. So if, I don't. I, like, if, I, one of the things about this is I never really wanted anybody's sympathy. That's the big thing you go mm. through is like, don't feel sorry for me. Mm. They can fix this. Save your sympathy for people where they don't have an answer. The lesson here, Gary, is that, you know, when you're sick at the Super Bowl and you say, and even when you're being hauled out on a stretcher, you're saying, I have an ulcer. Like the lesson, what you can pass on to people is say, hey, be careful. It can be something else and you better get treated for this stuff. Well, you should. And I mean, the one thing I, I, like I said, I did have a point. I passed out on that Saturday, and the next, like, Wednesday, I was supposed to see my doctor. So if I didn't pass out, they would have found out on Wednesday. Oh, okay. So, so I, didn't, so I, I probably didn't get that in. But Scratch but the, that. But the problem is, is, like, as I said to, to Eric, my doctor, I was like, yeah, you know, I got some I, – I, I was swallowing a lot. I got some dry mouth, you know. Felt like I had something stuck in my throat, and my stomach was bothering. He goes, yeah, those are symptoms. I go, but you don't think cancer. Mm-hmm. I mean, you should go see your doctor if you don't feel well. You should go see a doctor, but that's lesson. Yeah, you know, lesson number one. But also, when it came to my blood work, like my my blood work wasn't that off. Mm. Like the the emergency room doc even said, like you know, if it was just your blood count, I wouldn't have suspected anything. I would have just sent you home. So I kind of needed to pass out, to be honest with you. Mm. For them, so to, that's the lesson. Pass out. Pass out. Pass out before you go. Yeah, you did anyone, out. when you're being wheeled around the hospital, here's an interesting question. Oh, yes, it did. It happens. Did, did, well, here's the thing. Did they recognize you? Yes. Or did they hear your voice? The voice happens a lot. More often than not, I get recognized by my voice. Okay. That, that, that happens a ton. They say, they say, that's right. I remember that voice. Right. That happens a lot. And um, By the way, to this day and forever... Your lasting legacy will be the best answering machine voicemail of all time. Whose was that? I did. No, I did yours. For- like when you call your phone and you don't oh. get you, it's like I've done it for some other people. Too. I know. Well, you do it for yourself. This is Gary Tangway. <laughs> it's like yeah, this- I'm, just, I'm just talking. You I know. I mean, you. come I, it's, on. It's, come on. Come on. I'm just talking. Nah, it's, it's, you put on your you put on your uh, Celtics commercial voice for for your your answering machine. I got the one time I was being wheeled. My announcer voice is that your Celtics commercial voice? Oh, the Celtics. Yeah, this Boston Celtics basketball on Comcast Sportsnet is. Excuse me, NBC Sports Boston is brought to you by the Bradford. I only had that. Believe it or not, I only had to happen once. I was being wheeled in on for a CAT scan. (laughs) And somebody recognized you. uh, Yeah, it's like I thought you sounded familiar. Well, we um, so I'm in there to get a biopsy. My wife Randy's there and. Then a woman, a woman, one of the nurses, like, comes around the corner. Just, It's not so much when you're in this business that people go, oh, they're, they're not starstruck. It's just if you're in sports, they want to talk sports. You know, they don't – it's not yeah, like well, – they, they go like, oh, I my God. Wrote, I just wrote – I just led a column this way, which is like 
this time of year, I hate going to Christmas parties. You oh, because they got to tuck your Because they ask about Mookie Betts' contract. Right, right. And everyone's well-meaning. It's fine. Like, yeah, but you get tired of it. It's man. like it, the first lesson of that was Daisuke Matsuzaka back in 2007. I did yeah. not want to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, anyway. yeah. Anyway, but they want to talk but, sports. But, but yeah, she's hey, showing Gary, me. what do you think about the Celtics? She's like, oh, my God. She's going on for like five yeah. minutes. And this was like in the – this was after the biopsy? After the biopsy. And we, she's just going on. And my wife is like, I'm going to punch her if she doesn't like, get out of here, you know? <laughs> So, yeah, there's that, which is, is fine. But I get tired of talking about it, too. I mean, sometimes, like, even out here in the office, people will say, you know, what's your take? I go, look, talk. When the red light goes on, I'll tell you what I think. you much rather talk about. How many, you, you, know, you what, know what you much rather talk about. Movies? Movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, sports he, is my job. Is, yeah. I don't know what else. Like, is there anything else you want to say about the, the cancer stuff? No, no, it's just that you're, I mean, you, you, feel after, good, you feel good now. I feel great. I mean, after three chemos. Chemo sucks. It does, but it's better than the alternative. Yes. After three chemos, um, the doctor said, you're in remission. Mm. So he said, you're good. And, and I had three more chemo sessions. The nurses are wonderful at Dana-Farber. Just if you can, if you're, if you're, if you can donate... It just it's the place if you can give some money to Dana Farber. Right, they, give me amazing. the link. We'll put attached okay. to the podcast. Do me what? Give me the link and I'll attach it to the podcast so people can donate. With Dana Farber? Yeah. Well, do, 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 just get it's it out. Why do I need to give it? Yeah, it's right there. I mean, you work at EEI. You guys do the thing with them. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. All right. We'll give to the Jimmy Fund. Yes. Uh, your hair looks fantastic. Thank you. Way. It's so, darker than it was before. Is it really? Is it really? I do not dye wow. my hair, and it pisses man, people off. Man, like talk about the big payoff from all this. Oh yeah, get cancer so your get hair looks better. So your hair yeah. looks better. I did do a film role with my head shaved. You did? Yeah, it's coming out in the spring. Who's in it? It's uh, I do. I'm doing a scene with Rosamund Pike. This is where I sound like I'm on the junket. Yes. Oh, uh, believe me, we're going to get to this. All right. Ro- Rosamund Pike, and it's called I Care a Lot. It's directed by Jay Blakeson, um, and uh, it looks like a great movie. The script is great. It's really, it's 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 kind of edgy. Um, Who cares? Yeah, you don't care <laughs> about the script. You don't no, care about the I plot. Can't, I, can't. I mean, the plot is about. I don't care. Health care. I don't. That's now you make me feel bad, but I I care about the movie the, that just came out. Oh, I'm, Knives Out. Yeah. So I'm sitting in. So the first question. It's I tough when I have so many of them, Rob. I, <laughs> I did. I did. It was fun doing the IMDb page for the kids. I'm going to say that. Oh, You're yeah. welcome. Thank you. A lot of street credit in my house. You know my son Riley, who's in the movie and TV. Yeah, he is. He's, he's a great kid. Yeah, he's great so kid. he's uh, he kid. was. Um, I feel like you know you guys are going to work together one day. Yeah, I'll probably be working for him. Yeah, well, I'm not going to argue with that. Yeah, um, of course. But, um, <laughs> yeah. but have you ever been, has anyone ever said, people recognize you for the TV and the radio and whatever. Right. Have you ever been recognized say, hey, that's the guy from Chappaquiddick? No. Or whatever, not, not Chappaquiddick, but any movie at all. Yeah, no, what people say is. You look familiar? No, what people say is, you're the sports guy that was in Chappaquiddick. Like, no one ever recognizes me just for the movie. Yeah. Right? No, they'll say, say that they'll guy. Say, oh, that's Tangway. Hey, Tangway, I saw you were in Chappaquiddick. Which do you feel you got m- more recognized for, Chappaquiddick or Knives Out? Well, so Knives far? Out because it's such a big movie. Chappaquiddick's a terrific Chappaquiddick movie. Chappaquiddick was a big movie. Yeah, but Knives Out spent $70 million over the first weekend. But Chappaquiddick was... If I go to London... I can't. I need security. Are you going? <laughs> no, I'm you just should. kidding. No. You should. I mean, Chappaquiddick, John Kearns, the director, he did an awesome job with it. But I think that Chappaquiddick is also a movie that was generated more interest regionally. But here's the thing for you in Chappaquiddick was you didn't know. You could hear your voice. And now, obviously, voice, it was, the director, John, said to me, he goes, you're the verse, first voice right, in the movie. And you can hear your voice. And yeah. it's not until you get out of the chair, really, that you're like, oh, hey, that's Tangway. That's Tangway. Yeah. Um, but in this case, like what's you, and I know you've put the stopwatch on Knives Out. How long? How long oh, it's is like your, six seconds. It's not is that, that it? Yeah, it's like six, seven Really? Seconds. That's it? I think so. I mean, it's like, you, you know, it's the typical, it was like in Bleed for this. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's called the Lauren Sanchez role. Is that what it's called? Yes, that's <laughs> what I call it. Yes, I mean, you know, I'm on TV and the mother of the main character is watching me on TV. At can least you, it was a big screen can TV. Can you give me the line? I can't remember. I oh, did you a can't? year I, I was over a year ago. But this is what I will tell you, which was I see it's small victories, Rob, right? Ryan Johnson, who's an unbelievable director 
and an unbelievable writer. No joke, man. Um, he let me ad lib like uh, he gave me a line at the end, and I said I got something better. And he goes, "Oh, <laughs> use that." That was like I mean Ryan Johnson. I don't know. People don't know it yet, but I mean Ryan Johnson's like the modern day Shakespeare. Oh, I, mean, I know. We, I mean his his writing is just. Off the hook. Yeah, who do you think is on the podcast next week? Oh, Ryan Johnson. Yeah, oh, there absolutely. you go. Get a bit. I mean, his writing is unbelievable. We're going to ask him about the winter meetings. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm sure he'll be. He's a big Dodgers fan. Oh, good. Do you fan. have his number? Uh, I can't reveal that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> if, even it's though I've all, called well, it ten times and they don't get back to me. We're all big part. One happy family here. You know, it's like the six degrees of separation of but Gary But the Jim line Ray. is something to the effect of, there is little known about Marta Cabrera. And it's something about... Is it Marta it's Marta Cabrera. Cabrera? Well, here's the thing that happened. It's like, in the script that I had, it was Marta Cabrera. But everybody else, from Don Johnson to Chris, everybody called her Marta Cabrera. Yes. So I said Marta Cabrera, but then I think, I don't know. In my script, it was different. But anyways, it, Did it you, all worked Were out. you one take Tangway? Uh... Yeah, kinda. Yeah, he didn't like the, he didn't like the way I pronounced her last name, so I did that <laughs> Clearly, a couple of times. You've got to the bottom of that. Yeah, but I can't remember if I said Cabrera or Cabrera, <laughs> but I, I messed up her last name, which was weird. But but yeah, yeah. And you, you I, it, it took like five minutes. And also, when you do that after all those acting lessons, you amp up the Tangway voice in that. What's well, a news guy? Yeah, you no, do I, the news no, voice. I know. Give me, come on, do it for oh, me. Oh, you do the news voice. Like, yeah, this just in, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> no, I can't remember the line. It was something. To where the was it? Of, where do you? Fi- it was in Dorchester. Yeah. In, it was in Dorchester, okay. one of the streets in front of, like where they shot Marta's house. Um, little is known about Marta Cabrera. She's been working for Harlan Thromby as his nurse, and her what happened to Harlan is just as much a mystery as one of his best-selling novels, something like that. Yeah, they and they cut that in half. They did. Yeah, but, but. <laughs> I could I could hear it. I could hear it. He kept it. I could hear it in the audio mix. <laughs> okay. Which for me, I was like, yeah, they kept the whole thing. How much do you get paid for that? I'm not going to reveal that, Rob. That's, 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 that's tacky. That's, that's, yes. It's kind of interesting to me. But I, do I know st- how much you get paid for Chaff McQuitting. But I do still get checks for like $4.76. For super terrific happy hour. For being in... Uh, uh, Oh, Affleck's movie. The Town? Uh, no, the other one. Gone, uh, gone Baby Gone. Gone Baby Gone. I'm in the deleted scenes on that, but I, I still was, got paid. I, I, got, I got cut, ended up on the other How many movies floor. have you been in? Stiffs, which was with Danny Aiello, which was great. I had a blast with him. All what right. a good guy, okay, man. Super. <laughs> Frank Ziotta. Wonderful dude. Great crew. <laughs> great I mean, this, this is just so stupid. Like this is Gal- like entertainment this, tonight. This is like Galaxy Quest. This the is guy, like the guy, the guy in episode thirty-six. Um, did a couple of pilots in Providence's newscasters. Those things never right, saw the night of day. Is a terrible question. Well, I'm I'm going to answer it, babe. We're in. Uh, and then uh, bleed for this. Uh, did Castle Rock on Hulu? Uh, Gone Baby Gone. Um, I care a lot, which is coming out in the spring, and then that's where my head shaved. And then Knives Out, Chappaquiddick. Um, I also did a terrific little film as played Governor George Wallace um, in a film that I filmed at Tufts, which um, I had a blast on. Chappaquiddick was probably the biggest thing, though, right? Knives Out is the biggest thing. You mean the longest part? Well, I think the most significant part. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, but you know, you, that was what? 30 seconds or maybe a minute. Yeah, but, but yeah, still, it's the beginning of the movie. It's, yeah, it's, it's the beginning of the movie. It's, it, when, when, when a role comes up for that, because I watched the movie Night and Day the other day. Remember with Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise and uh, uh, Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz, yeah. And can you remember who the, the person that you always have the news reporter? The well, Sarah Underwood, the, right? The, yeah, Sarah, yeah, Sarah, Sarah was in it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking, Sarah's like, this, you guys must be like fighting and clawing for, like, for these roles. Well, no, what happens is you go to Boston Castle. You know why I call it the Lauren Sanchez role, right? No, I have no idea. You know idea. who Lauren Sanchez is? I do not. She's, well, she's Jeff Bezos' girlfriend right now. Oh, okay. And she was always, I know, I know, I have Lauren's email because we ran the marathon together. Oh, okay. <laughs> and um, 
but she was always that person, like in whatever Bruce Almighty or whatever. But, but she was the newest person. Always yeah. that. Usually, it's like sort of those extra, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. the not extra like roles, but like the the show extra, like Mario right. Lopez or whoever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Sarah Underwood was in it. Yeah, yeah Sarah Underwood was in it. So when you go to Boston casting, um. You'd see, oh, I'd see a lot of people, you know, like I'd see like Ted Wayman. Give me the power rankings. Who's, who's that? You must be number one. Now. No, I don't know. I, I, really, I really don't know. I mean, Sarah's done some. I think, um, did Halloran do one? Bob Halloran? Doug Meehan? Um, Mike Menansky. Did he do one? No. I mean, I, got, I remember one time. I was up for one. I actually got the role. I was awarded the role for Game Plan. Oh, with yeah. With The Rock. Yeah. And Pete Shepard went for it. Pete, like, auditioned for it. And I was supposed to interview The Rock leaving the Gillette Stadium. But they wanted, it, was a, it, was an, it was a Disney production. They wanted somebody from ESPN, so they used Jim Gray. Oh. And it was just like, I, I, you know, I met with the director. And I, it was just like wow. a, a walk and talk, you know. Yeah, like, like you and Pete com- competing for the and Patriots play-by-play job. And, oh, my and, God. And, and, and movie roles. It's, That's incredible, Pete Shepard. But, um. Yeah, it's you see different people. Like, yeah, because it's fun. I yeah. mean, to go on a movie set. Did it's you well? Fun. Did, so in this, the Knives Out. Did you see? Because in your in your scene, there's no other notable actors around. Did you see? Anna any? Day Armas was there, who played who? Marta. Anna Day oh, Armas. Okay. She was there. Br- she's brilliant. She's like 30 years old. Is she that old? Yeah, I looked it up. Oh, I didn't know she was that old, but yeah, she's, she looks like she's like. I feel like such an old. ass talking about this, though. I mean, Why? I really because when I see people the, on those the, the, like we, Entertainment I, Tonight, I things, mean, they go, the, look at the, that jackass. The PR person for the movie is hovering over your shoulder right now. Oh, really? Now. Well, I, mean, it's, I don't know what what the problem is. Actually, I, I am. Ryan is listening. The director, he's listening. In, uh, well, if he's a Dodgers fan, of course he's listening. Yeah, of course, this he's listening. is the um, hottest baseball bod- yeah. podcast around. He'd be like Gary, who who was that guy? Um, <laughs> Uh, How old is the director? How old is Ryan? I don't know, he's forties maybe. Okay, I mean, go ahead. But anyways, whatever. He's uh, so. But, but she was. I met her because we were shooting in the same scene, and we drove in the, you know, the SUV back from base camp. The whole movie thing is hilarious. It really is. Like you show up at base camp, right? They make it very military. Yeah. The whole movie thing, which I just found was base camp the big house. Base camp? No, base camp is where all the trailers are. Yeah. And catering. So you show up at base camp, right? So I had my own trailer. Swear to God, man, way too big for me. I got free long underwear from Costume, which was fantastic. Ooh, wow, I still have it. I think, actually, this I, might be it. I honestly believe that's what you're wearing right now. It, it isn't, but but that's okay. <laughs> okay, all right. And then what they'll do is they'll say like on the call sheet, you have number one, number two, number three. Like and and, and like Daniel Craig was number one on the call sheet. Yeah, I think I was thirty one A. But they'll say, like, I remember with the show, I, I care a lot with Rosemary Pike. Like, everybody's on the two-way, and they go, uh, uh, you know, uh, number one is traveling. Number one is traveling. <laughs> that means the lead actor is yeah. on the way to the set. And number 32. So they go, uh, number the 32, we can't get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we get, where's Tangway? Yeah, number 32. Yeah, we, we can't, can't get rid of him. With, so the whole movie thing is the way they do it and the language they use is, is I think it's very funny. I love it. Your your face is like lighting up. Oh, it's just this so what you I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's tremendous. That's just, well, when you saw the movie, so you saw the movie yeah, after exactly. I saw the yeah. movie because I, I texted you. It was like, oh, my goodness. Right. The, the crowd went wild when you came on. I'm sure it did. And, um, <laughs> and so you saw the movie where you like. Yes, because I, I saw the everyone I, I right. talked to, I've seen the movie. Says it's a good movie, which and you know what's great, Gary. I think you and I are of the same ilk, where we like creative movies enough of these, just like churning out whatever. Oh yeah, you know, like it's a very creative. It's, movie. it's a creative movie. It's entertaining. Um, so when you saw it, were you like, it was, was it what you expected it to be? It was. Because you saw the script clearly. It, they had to run the script. Yeah, I mean, it was. It was. Because I'm a movie buff, so I know the style of movies that this director likes to do with his producing partner, Ron Bergman. In their first movie was Brick, which I people have to go watch this movie. You can watch it on demand now. And it was their first film. It was an independent that they made. And, and it's basically the setting is a mob movie in high school. And it's tongue-in-cheek. You know, and even in Knives Out, you can tell with the actors, they're like in on the joke. You can tell the actors are having so much fun. Mm. Um so I knew that, like, Knives Out wasn't just going to be this typical. Like, somebody said to me, 
Is it like the Orient Mystery on the Orient Express, Murder on the Orient yeah, Express, which, which was terrible? I said, no, it's nothing like that. This is just a great ride. And again, the writing, he's a masterful writer. I, I, I know it sounds like I'm... I knew it was going to be great because it's quirky. It's quirky, it's funny, it's suspenseful, and it's actually kind of makes you think a little bit for adults. You had me into, like, what are you talking about? Well, here's the thing. Well, so, so my son, this is what my son said. Cause yeah, he, what he, cause he's a movie guy. Yeah, what and he's think? also a thinker. And He is. He's a bright kid, and, which he must be a doctor. And he was very like, into the, this is a very political movie. And I didn't get that. Yeah, but I'm well, sure neither, he did. Neither did I, right? Yeah, I don't. And get I that. actually was like, "Can't we? Can I just watch the movie, Riley? Can yeah, I just yeah, watch I, the movie? I, yeah, yeah, like yeah. honestly, you mean but, he's talking to you during the movie? No, no, he oh. didn't go. He went different time. But it was because of you know the immigration stuff. There was a lot of immigration stuff in it. You know, with oh. with Marta and like they have the scene in the living room where they're talking about um, that sort of thing. Like this, if 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 you go back and watch the movie. I see where he's coming from. But here's the thing. When you and I were watching movies all our lives, there'd be stuff like that anyway. And we would never say, well, there's a political movie. I think it's just a different sort of way of well, looking at it. Well, I also think it. it's your son and where his head's at. I mean, this kid, he's a yeah. smart kid. Yeah. I mean, but you, you're talking about your son who, and I'll brag about Rob's son because he won't. Yeah. But, I mean, they were talking about a kid that is a very... For a half hour. He's very active. Yes. I mean, he's an activist. He, he's, yes. He, yes. He's a film person. He's very creative, but he's also an activist. You and I are too lazy to be activists. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm a, I'm he'll a, go down and like march in a square I, or something. I don't think like you that. understand, Gary. I had a J.D. Martini's J.D. Oh, yeah, JD yeah. Martini yeah. party. I well, was... I well, was very passionate you know, about that. Kind of, not to, this isn't a spoiler alert, but one of the running jokes in Knives Out is, you know, where she's, I, don't, I can't even remember what country she's from. Is she from? Well, that was one of the jokes. That was the joke. Like, they like they're, she's they're from had Nicar- four, or four or five countries that they referenced. <laughs> that they said, that she was well, Marty, from, you're yeah. really part of the family, but, you know, you're from Brazil, yeah. or you're from Nicaragua, or you're from Mexico, or yes. whatever. You know, so that was, you know, the joke on just how awful this family was. Yes. So anyway, um, but I thought it was great. Yeah, I knew it would be good. Congratulations! Hey, thanks. Um, uh, So the other. But can I say this other thing though? Seriously, about I care a lot. You need to go see this one too because I'm in it. No, but um, it is a look at the healthcare system and uh, how it can be manipulated by people. And if you, Riley's going to love this one. I mean, this is right up his alley. Oh, you're talking about your new I movie? I care a lot. Well, it's not my movie. It's I care a lot with Rosamund Pike. I think it's going to be out in the spring. All right, then let's wait till the spring. Holy Dude, I'm mackerel. not doing this again. <laughs> I don't, well, I mean, come on. We're, I'm, we're focusing on one day at a time. It's on the bumper stickers for the Bradfoe Show. One, one day, day oh, is it? at a time. I haven't seen the, I haven't the, seen the bumper stickers. Do you have a t-shirt, yet. by the way? I had Bradford one that was the one with was the, the old boom one. sauce. Oh, you do boom, have that yeah, one. Yeah, the boom sauce. Oh, and then yeah. the other one was Lester's place, the clothing Yeah, place. <laughs> that's right. How, how are they doing, by the way? They're great. Marvin and Lester. Marvin and Lester. The of clothing. There you go. They've changed the whole conversation. Can you see? Yeah, they have. Yeah, you're, so you're supporting the, it. Yeah, so, anyway, so where do you want to go next? I'm sorry. I, I just wanted to say, Riley will love I care a lot. Yeah, I, well, I look forward to it. And he's going out to Sundance uh, in January, oh, and then cool. he's going to L.A. So, I, well, once again, you two will be working together. Um, yes, okay. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. one of the things that you and I like talking about is the industry, this industry. and I do. And we, I think we, both of us, you know. I love the gossip, that's for sure. A lot of it's gossip. A lot oh. of it's like thinking that we have it all figured out, that oh, they're doing this wrong or they're doing that wrong. And it always ends up with your aside from Gary Tangway and say, Rob, it's a paycheck. Well, at the end of the day. <laughs> at the end of the day, it is. Um, so, the, with the TV, you do TV. I do some radio. You used to do radio. Right. Um, even the last... Because I had what, such a horrible experience. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah well, even the last... Well, I mean, even the last two years since you left us in radio, since you became the Unabomber and started living in the shack. Did you I, notice how everything fell apart after I left? I'm just saying. Actually, well, it's... it's no, not really. Not really. No, okay. Not right. really. <laughs> not really. That was going to happen with no, our... There's no... Gary, there's no question that you were missed. You're missed. You were missed and you are missed. You're, you... Absolutely provided a unique, unique voice. And I think it was because the biggest thing was that you just 
didn't give a shit. Oh yeah, no. Right. I don't and care. this this is so when we look back at when we look back at the Red Sox broadcast, the flirty of people, right? And I think a lot of they all did well. But Sean McDonough just didn't give a shit. Right. In a good way. Right. In a in a totally good way. And when you have that dynamic, like you just didn't sometimes it was sometimes you had to wait be woken up, hmm. but still it's, I did. But yeah, it's, sometimes but there was this element of like, hey, you know what? Just we're just sitting around talking. We're just not, yeah, just talking. Yeah, that's it. And so I do think in that even in the time you've left though, this dynamic of how people consume everything and we're doing a podcast now, it's changed, right? Oh totally. It, it can't be done when we when did you first start doing EI or radio or originally? No, I don't I don't want to hear the Worcester and like 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 when did you do like EI? Oh, you mean after I left the Patriots Radio Network? Yeah. I can't remember. I mean, Beatle took oh, over. Oh, no, that's a good one. So when you had the show at the Sports Hub, and think about what it was when you went in to that, what this whole dynamic right. was compared to what it is right oh, now. Oh, it's amazing. And, you know, when I did the Sports Hub with Zoe, I was a completely different personality. Well, you cared. You cared. Well, no, I cared about what people thought because. No, but that's what I mean. I'm no, not th- saying. You that's care cr- now. I, I'm just. I understand what you're saying, but yeah. let me I, let me clarify it. Is that, and this is where people are critical, but they just don't understand how the business is. If you want to be a play-by-play guy, you can't be honest about the team. You just can't. I mean, you can criticize the play, but you can't do a Felger, you know, or you can't go. I'm not supposed to mention him. Sorry, but no, I mean, you can't do. You can't do like it's what, another what, thing that's changed. I think honestly, Gary, like. You know, five or six years ago, oh, we can't say like everything's. Everybody there. listens to everything. Everybody, you know, but like Lou's a good example. Yeah, I mean, Lou will just rail on the Red Sox, you know, or he'll rail, and and he still does games, and I'm amazed he gets away with it. But it's probably because he has some clout. But when I did the middays with Zoe on the Sports Hub, I didn't want to make the Patriots mad. I didn't want to make the Celtics mad. I was doing play by play, and I held my tongue, and it hurt me. So I eventually lost that job, and I should have. I did not do a do. I did not do that job justice because I was too careful. Now in sports radio, when you get behind the mic, the worst thing you can do is be careful. You got to let it fly, because people want to be entertained. They, I, I understand, you know, like Tom Kern and I, who and Kern does a great job covering the Patriots. He really does. He feel better. But we have this argument all the time. People don't want to think listening to sports talk radio or television. They get the information on their phone. They want to be entertained, Rob. Well, they want to be. They want to laugh and they want to get pissed off. Well, here's the thing: is that I was just communicating with somebody, a young young reporter or whatever, who gets some radio hits right. and was asking about to ask me. Listen, I said, all I can tell you is this: is that I think where a lot of writers go wrong is that they feel like they're going to come on and they're going to give a shitload of information. Right? They're right. just going to give you, because it's all in their head, this is why you're having me right. on. I mean, I probably, when I was at doing stuff for Comcast, feeling the same way. Like, why? I'm here for the information. Why, why do I have to deal with this Felger thing, you know? But the reality is that no one's going to accept the information unless they're entertained for it. be entertaining. Right? Could be entertaining. I mean, and that, 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 is, that is, and plus, the other part about this, which has changed since you were there, is there's... Like a crap load more options. The, oh. That's one thing that I think that a lot of – the people have to get their head around even more than ever. I, I give this analogy. When I was at the Lowell Sun and the internet was just rolling and, and there was this like, we don't want to give away this information for free. We don't want to – we're a newspaper. We want people to buy the newspaper. Right. But here's the thing. It's not going away. You have to accept it. And I look at, like, podcasts in the same way. Right. Like, it's not going away. Like you oh, can, no. Yeah, and so it's – whether it's TV, whether it's radio, whether it's, you know, looking at videos on Twitter or whatever – it's none of it's going away, and there's there's a million more options. This is why, in your TV business, like it's 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 something where like how do you keep an audience? Like oh, you, you can't just say, yeah, oh, of course they're gonna tune in. Well, like, nobody watches the whole night. Like we're on for ninety minutes right now. You know, nobody watches the whole ninety minutes. You know, what you hope is that there are some clips online that people people watch. They tune in for ten or fifteen minutes, and then you get a new audience. That's really the way to do it. And you have to take the best clips and you have to put them on social media. I mean, I, I got into 
Phil Perry is such a nice guy. You know, I got into what with Phil last night. And I say things on the air. The way I watch sports, I watch sports the way a lot of fans watch sports. I'm not very analytical. It's just not, it's just, it's not in my makeup. I sit there and I look, when, I, when I watch basketball, I watch football, and I react emotionally. That's the way I've always been. You know, where you have guys like, you know, Tomasi, yourself, you know, Curran or Phil, they'll go, well, they were in this formation. And, for example, Nikhil Harry, well, he didn't, you know, block out the cornerback. And I'm sitting there at home watching Brady threw it right at the guy. And that's what I think, right? Well, like, but now people say, well, that's Nikhil Harry's fault because he needs to block out the, the defensive back. And I'm like, Brady threw it right at him. Well, I'll give you the macro version of this, which is when Brady had his thing on the sideline and NBC caught him railing on his receivers. Right, right? for not getting separation. Right, and Chatham, who I like personally. you know, I, no, think, I don't. I think he's a moron. Okay, well, whatever. But, I, I mean, I Chatham on football, I can't take. Uh, well, that's fine. I can like him. Per- I said I like him. That's pers- fine. Okay. That's fine. All right. So, but he's like, why are they showing this? Why aren't they showing the, the, the root progression? And... And so when that guy, John Boy, comes out the next day, this guy on Twitter who basically right. he tells you what everyone said, and I was like, this is better than any All-22. Of course. But, but, you know, when you're covering the team, you don't want to sort of right. admit that. And, but and this you, is our life. This but, is- you, but you need that. I mean, you still need – there's room for everything. Yes. But you still need that. I mean, you still need the people calling the All-22 you know, the Burt Breers, the Mike Reese's, the Cur- – you know, Curran's also entertaining as hell. I mean, Tom's got a great personality. But he, but he does it, but, like, like I said before, like he understands you, you know, when he talks, for instance, on the radio. Right. It's partly entertainment and partly information. Right, right. But, but the point is, is like, you know, with Phil, you know, Phil talked about precipitation. He goes, well, you know, the, the element – the Patriots could go to Baltimore win in the playoffs. You know, they could have the elements. And that's when I said, okay – we're at the point right now with the New England Patriots is that they got to pray for rain. You know, that's a good if, line, by the way. I mean, that's where they're at. You know, people are saying, well, if they go into Baltimore and they get some bad weather, okay, Tom Brady has to pray for rain. And then Phil got pissed at me and goes, let me talk. He got all pissed off. It was great. It's, it's, been, our, it's been our highest watched thing on social media. And it wasn't <laughs> what Phil said. It's because Phil got pissed off. Yeah. You know, because Phil – But, you know – but people love also, the emotion. Also, how did and whoever clipped it and put it on social media is smart because, like you said, people aren't sitting around waiting for that. But now, the what you have the advantage is that you have to understand how people consume this. It's at these thirty-second minute clips. Absolutely. Here, I mean, it's not like how many times, which is a huge change for what it was five, six, ten years ago. Which was, oh, you know what? Did you see what so and so said? On, on the air last night, or did you hear what he said on the radio? No. No. Because I don't have time well, I to. I mean, you talk about, right. So, so that, like, out of everything we did in that 90-minute show, that got the most traffic. Yeah. But the hope is that you, that draws people in to watch, right? Correct. And yes. we'll watch more. And that's right. the different dynamic. And if, if, you know, Phil leaves a set and he says, I'm really sorry, Gary. I go, Phil, don't apologize. He said that? Yeah, he, he said that? He's such a nice guy. <laughs> I go, it, listen, I don't care what anybody says, and I've had discussions with it. It's a show. Sports is entertainment. It's what it is. Just like Fox News is, just like MSNBC is. Just have you watched any of the the Rupert, uh, the um, Roger Ailes stuff, like on Showtime? Oh, the uh, um, Russell Crowe is awesome. No, I and the ones it. coming out with John Lithgow yeah. and Charlize Theron. It's a movie. The movie's and, coming it's the out. Movie. And it's the truth. You know, people can sit here and get all preachy and journalistic on us, but the audience tells us what they want. And the reason, and now I'm not a Fox News consumer, the reason Fox News is there is because people want to watch it. The reason MSNBC is there is because people want to watch it. The reason that there's sports radio with heavily opinionated people is because people want to listen to it. This idea, you know, if they were interested in objectivity as opposed to being entertained, the McNeil Lara News Hour, who I don't think either one of them are on anymore, now it's just the News Hour, <laughs> right? would be the number one rated show in America, and it's not. Okay? I, I'm, I'm with you. It's not, but see, this is where I have such a problem with the purists in our business, where they'll go, people don't really want that. Oh, people don't really want that? People don't want to see the crash and burn? Yes, they do. 
People will say, I've heard people say, yeah, I don't really like it, you know, when people argue on the air. Yeah, they do. They do like of it course, when you argue they like on the that, air. And they like the behind-the-scenes stuff. Of and they, course. Yeah, they like it all. They like it all. Yeah. It, it, we're in the entertainment business. I and, remember, I, and I don't know how you feel about your son, like how Riley consumes it, but I look at my son, who's in high school now, and he's on Instagram. And, no. he gets, and he's on the IG, man. Well, that was my – so my thing was, for instance, when the baseball playoffs rolled around and Jerry would always be like, the, the games are too late. You aren't drawing people in. My thing was, here's a newsflash. This isn't how they're consuming the game anyway. It's not. They're consuming – you know how they're going to consume it? Whether it's on at 7 or 8 or whatever it is, they're going to wake up. They're going to see on Instagram. They're right. going to see on Bleacher Report. They're going to watch gonna, the highlights. They're going to watch the highlights. And that's how it is. So you better make sure you prioritize. It's just like with podcasts, Gary, like or radio shows, or as you point out, TV shows. The thing is the headlines. The thing is the clips. The th- this is I go into journalism classes. Gary Tangway breaks the silence. I said yes, Gary Tangway. I mean, right? I mean, that's 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 going to get people to listen. Well, what are you rolling your eyes? Over? No, it's true. But, it's your, it's but your I go into journalism classes and I say. First thing I say to him, I'm like, I apologize, everyone, but here's the truth. The headlines are more important than the story. It's so true. It is. It's just the way it is. Well, and I remember when I did, uh, I, I know you couldn't forever forget this, when I filled in uh, one of the many times for Jerry Remy on the Red Sox broadcast. So what, it still amazes me. Go ahead. It amazes me. I mean, Rob Bradford, I would sit there, <laughs> and I would look, and I would go, there's Jimmy. I would look up at the TV, and you'd be next to Don Orsillo doing a game, and I would turn. and I go, "How the hell did he get there?" I mean, and I love Rob dearly. They're a better looking, they're a better sounding. There are just other people that would kill for that spot, but they don't have the whole combination. They don't. You know why, Rob? Because people love you. I swear to God, <laughs> it, they do. Because you're the greatest guy in the world. <laughs> so, like Orsillo goes, I'm sure. Oh, Bradford, come on in, and you've got a wealth we of knowledge. Had, well, so anyways, you're doing, you're doing was, a game. Other than having, I still don't know how you, ha- uh, you ended up there. Other than having, there was a little bit of jealousy there because I'm sure that you wanted is the radio professional with a great voice to and, do a baseball game. Yeah. Br- no way. I'd rather blow yeah, my brains right, just out. Just I cross it off. By the way, does Urshillo, did he ever say that he owns his career to me? No, I don't want to. We can, oh, we can get into that. You don't want to get into no, that? No, 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 all right. No. Never mind. When he was I want to say this. So when I did those games, um, I was, first, it was like, it was so fun because you're just, you, you know, this is why Don is good, where it's just like you're just talking. It's so good. And, man. you know, I listen, I, like, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I you think I knew what I was doing. I had no idea what I was doing. I filled my head with information and sure. I talk. And when I, I remember the first time that I did it, I love those people over there. They, they were great, and I was very thankful of having them on. But nobody said how to do it. Oh, yeah. I did yeah. it, and, I, and I, I, I was talking all the time. And that was a year before I ended up doing, I think, like seven or eight times. But my point was is that we were in Tampa – and we got into one of those laughing fits where you can't talk. He's awesome at that. Right? They, oh, they're right? tremendous. So, so and, and at one point, after a while, the producer said, okay, okay. okay. Wrap it up. It, it, it Which made whatever. it worse. Well, so the next day, as Don is sunning himself at the Vinoy pool, as he is wont to do, I said, hey, you know, I, I'm sorry. Like, that went off the rails there. He's like, are you kidding me? Nobody's going to remember anything else about that broadcast but that. other than that. There's no question. Yeah. So, there's, no, there's no question. I've, and I've always remembered that. It's so true. And, you know, now more than ever, and I think the reason you've been so successful with that is you have to be authentic. I had this argument with a news director a long time ago. I was at Channel 56 in the late 90s. Like ninety eight, yeah, I ended up I freelancing over there, and yeah, that. and um, and I had this direct, you know, this news director, and he's and he was and he wasn't from Boston, he was from Chicago, and he was talking about he was definitely one of these guys that felt you needed to have pretty people on the air, and I'll never, you know, well, Gary, I don't know if you're right for TV, your head's too fat, blah 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 blah, and I've heard that forever, you know, and I and, and he could, and this was a guy that couldn't understand why people loved Bob Lobel. You know, because when Lobie was at the height, he was the king. I mean, well, Lynchy too. There were two different styles. But like Lobel um, was a goofball. I mean, he was a train wreck. Right. I mean, he stumbled over stuff. He laughed. He joked around. But he, Bob was a star, but he was never smooth. And I told him, and I said, it's Boston. You got to be authentic. I said, you can't be too pretty either. 
<laughs> you, it's true. You that's can't what, be too pretty. Know, that's why I was going. That's for why it. you and, yeah. you and believe me, you succeeded marvelously. <laughs> but like, and I tried to tell him. I said, you know, Boston people or New England people like you, warts and all. That's the re- and and I think that's why Remy was so successful. You know, Jerry, of course, played for the team, but Jerry always had a thick New England accent. He knows the game. New, you know, I mean, but he was the rem dog. And I think that if you took a broadcast consultant and watched the Jerry Remy broadcast, especially when he started, he would pick it apart. Mm-hmm. And I would tell that broadcasting consultant, it doesn't matter, dude. He's from New England, and people like it real. You've got to be authentic. You know, and that's, that's I, I, I mean, that's, that's the deal. I can't remember where I was going with that. But no, listen, this is, this no, is. No, just, just by, you just got to be it, real. Yeah, well, there you go. I mean, it's, it's, this is why you're, this is why your show's so wildly successful. Well, I'd like to This think is so. why we're desperate. We're offered, so, we're offering you tons of money to come so, back to WI. Yeah, okay, sure you are. Um, I, uh, we're going into our third building. Yeah. Here at NBC Sports Boston. Very we're moving exciting. to the. The BMC, the Boston yeah. Media Center, in New yeah. York, oh, which is looks like NASA. Great. So, <laughs> somebody said to me, "You know, Tangway, this is your third building," and I didn't know if that was good or bad. I think that was actually code for something. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> I mean, I was there at the beginning when we were in a shoebox at Woburn. Well, we got to wrap this up. How long is this? How do you? How long do you think it was? Just two guys talking. Uh, that's an hour and twenty minutes. No, it's about an hour. Is that it? Yeah. It seems longer. So oh, really? Longer. No, no, it's just no. two guys talking. Rob, you're Are the you best. going to spring training you. this year? God, no! I hate spring training. Well, I know last, you year, love it. last year you had cancer, so you couldn't. I haven't go. been to spring training forever. You haven't? No, but I, when uh, I did go, we had some good times. Oh, it was the best. We're on the beach. It was We're on so the beach. good. I Rob mean, would come over every night, laptop. God bless you. Like, have a couple it, of beers. It was, you know, and I understand the whole dynamic of NBC taking over and become a bigger thing. Oh, we had a blast. But those oh. Gary, those were Gary the days, man. It's like you had two shows. And, and so easy. It was and, so and, easy. And you had down in spring training. I don't. Jimmy Haberdale. What an unbelievable Moose. job! Well, of getting the guys, getting the players. Like we can't get the players to walk across the street now. Oh. No, forget about walking across the street. Walk up the stairs, and you guys got the players at night. To go down to the beach in Fort Myers, which is a half hour away, and I understand how it was done. Number one, you had good relationships with them. Word, this is how it works. Word spreads that it's a good time. They give them the limo, unlike me with a pod's giving. I did not give you the car. Um, and you feed the limo with beer. And Totally. There I, you mean, go. I mean, who can forget the Josh Beckett-Joel Pinheiro show? Oh, my God. The Josh Beckett thing. That, that he, was, oh, that was crazy. He got ripped that night. He got hammered. Oh, well, the, well the, in the waiting area. Oh, in the waiting area. He got hammered. Because yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. Because I would just, I, you know, I would go over whether to contribute or I would just oh, go yeah. over to hang he out. He was tossing him back. Oh, him and Joel Pinheiro. Oh, yeah, they were tossing yeah. back. Yeah. And then, or the other one was um, a player that shall remain nameless. Papelbon? Not, no, Pap was great. We had some good times oh, yeah. with Pap. He was fantastic. But um, we, had, we, got a play, we got a limo for a player. And the best was Bronson Arroyo. I think Bronson, like, wanted, like, a mirror ball or something, but Bronson would show up with a harem. Yeah, you know, he'd show up with his harem and he'd well, bring because, his guitar and Malar yeah, would bring his guitar. Because once the show's it. done, because once the show's done, oh, you're still hanging out at the, down the but beach. Bronson like sang on the show. Yeah, that was one of the great things. All right, so and, what? And, the, what the, well, the other player. one was a player who remained nameless comes over, gets out of the car with this other young woman. Whoa, that's all I got to say, and he immediately tells us. Hey, you know, this isn't this isn't my wife. You know, she's just, you know, my just like <laughs> literally. It's my nanny. He goes, Yeah, I'm like, she's like, your accountant? What? <laughs> it's like and we're like, Yeah, man, it's cool. You know, it's all good. Hey, come on in, you know. Listen, I don't think you understand. I have my face on the bottle of this champagne we're gonna champagne give you. bottle. I want you to come. So we have some good times. We're we're we doing we're, we're with that tradition we do the podcast at Twin Peaks, which you've probably heard about is which is dude a, i'm never going back to fort myers no you are no i am never You're going to twin peaks You'll only if there's a movie rolling okay me. all right well all right hey listen it felt good though it feels Rob, good this is like this is like tomasi like, i don't know if anybody wants to listen to this though yeah they do you think so you get two guys talk people like you gary yeah, and plus know. you're breaking your silence 
Breaking so, my silence. This is like Tomasi. Tomasi doesn't do it on the radio. He does a podcast every once in a while. You can tell. He's like, this, this isn't segmented TV. No, it's a, I, it's, I listen to a ton of podcasts. Man. Yeah, well, you're going to listen to this one. All right, Gary, thank you. Thank you, Rob. New on Curiosity Stream. With my infrared drone, I can see what others can't. Drone pilot Doug Thrawn uses his bird's eye view for the ultimate good, saving animals from desperate situations around the globe. Join the rescue effort on a new season of Doug to the Rescue. And you captured a Confederate steamboat? You're taking a ship to freedom. An enslaved crew, a stolen vessel, and a Civil War dash to salvation on impossible escapes. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand-new 303 graphene detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means high visibility polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and not to mention they replace lost and broken shades. Shady Rays includes lost or broken protection on every new pair purchased. They'll send you a brand new pair if you lose or break them, no matter what happened. See ShadyRays.com for details. Shady Rays offers free 30-day returns and exchanges so you can find the best fit for you. Try them, and if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America with your order, adding to over 20 million meals donated to date. Exclusively for our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com MLB to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's ShadyRays.com MLB for the best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs. And try for yourself the polarized sunglasses rated five stars by over 150,000 people.